Well, my blood, this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Brad Williams. Brad, are you ready to do this? I am ready. Thanks, George, for having me on the show. It's great. Excited to have you on. Let's go. Brad knew he wanted to start his own business and help people achieve their wellness goals. He got his personal training certification, went on to own and operate three physical gym locations in Orange County, California. Post-COVID, he started an online training program and started the Over 40 Fitness Hacks Hacks podcast. He's working to help the Over 40 crowd fight the aging process while not sacrificing their social life. Brad, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Absolutely. So, uh, born and raised here in California, Central California. If anyone knows where Visalia, California is, not many do, but it's a little south of Fresno. But uh, 20 years there, my dad was uh, always a medical doctor. Mom was a nurse. I always kind of had that fitness, uh, health, wellness background growing up, uh, really into sports. And, uh, you know, made my way down to Long Beach State here in uh, Orange County, California. And uh, just had a, always followed my uncle. He was always an entrepreneur. You know, that that kind of business and stuff excited me. So I knew I always wanted to open up something. Just didn't know what. And uh, through various jobs after graduating, finally, my brother and I decided to, like, you know, I was got my personal training certification. I was super into fitness. Let's go for it. And uh 13 years ago, opened up my first gym in uh, Huntington Beach, California. And uh, just through the, the next 10 years, uh, just a rough ride of entrepreneurship and the brick and mortar game of, of you know, high expenses and costs of gyms and got some investors to jump in with me. We got two other gyms and just a roller coaster of deal, doing business here in California. It's, it's pretty rough, but, uh, you know, kind of ended up uh, consolidating down to one gym, uh, which I currently still have with some partners. And uh, do personal training, and then COVID happened, and kind of a lot of us personal trainers got pushed more into the online space. We had dabbled into it before, but you know, it's just the the whole world, you know, coming to that with social media and everything. It was just so much more scalable than than uh, you know doing the brick and mortar thing. So started that and started a podcast, and you know, my whole thirteen years, just kind of the the niche I had with uh, private gyms was kind of the older crowd, the you know, the forty to sixty five. So that's kind of, you know, what I was uh, used to. And then lo and behold, 13 years later, personal training, I'm 42 now. And, uh, you know, all the all the times of, you know, in my younger 20s and 30s of training my, my older clients and all the problems they were having, I'm like, come on, you just need to, you know, get, get better on your diet and, you know, work a little harder to get that gut off. And then lo and behold, I'm turning 42 and oh my God, they are right. It is so much harder. <laughs> so I've had injuries. I have, you know, life with a kid and work and family. I'm moving less and you just got to get smarter. And, you know, that's why I started coming up with all these different fitness acts of stuff that work for me that I can share, you know, with, with the world out there. So that's kind of the last 13 years of my life in a nutshell there, George. It's so funny. You become a lot more empathetic when uh, we go through an experience ourselves. And oh, yeah. Getting a little older, we always had heard, you know, things get harder and it gets harder to lose weight. And it turns out everybody was right, Brad. Yeah. And, you know, that's just the natural, you know, our bodies are designed that way. As, as we age, it's going to more into our survival, you know, instinct of holding on to fat because fat is a good source of energy and longer lasting. So, but, uh, you know, we have we have to kind of trick our bodies into, you know, saying it's OK, we're 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 doing stuff. We can hold a, you know, better diet and keep moving. So, you know, help help keep you off these pounds. So. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. So, I mean, it's so much. And I think it I think it can be overwhelming to somebody like me who's I, I don't work in fitness. I've always been an athletic person. I want to be healthy. Um but it, it it is a lot. What 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 should I be eating? What should I not be eating? Should I be keto? Should I be carnivore? Should I be vegan? Should I lift weights? Should I go running? It's just yep. it's, it's it's just a lot. Yep. And that's kind of the the thing I've discovered over, you know, I've trained over 150 clients just over the years. And my whole thing is, you know, there is no one right answer for diets and and style of trainings. It's whatever works for that client. And so that's what I've always discovered is, you know, let's see what they're excited about and motivated, you know, and diets, as far as diets, you know, it's whatever makes you feel good. You know, I personally do keto, um, but other clients... They feel better on Atkins or low carb or, you know, lots of carbs. So I kind of work with that. And then it's just the game of, you know, tracking calories, what their macros are, making sure they get enough protein in. And, uh, you know, we just start building blocks. You know, when I get a new client coming in, everything, and you know, someone, you know, comes after the New Year's resolutions, they want to do everything. And that's the worst way to go. No, we're going to just don't even worry about diet. We're just going to worry about building up to two to three workouts a week, seeing how you feel. Then we'll start tweaking the diet. Then we'll start doing, um, if you're interested in keto or intermittent fasting is another good one we do. Um, and just seeing what the client uh, vibes with and what works for them. And then, you know, doing that uh, baby step method, just longer lasting, uh, better results. Is it sort of true or not true at all that anything will work as long as you do? Yeah. I mean, the main, the na- uh, name of the game is, you know, just you're burning more calories in a day than you're putting in your mouth. That's what, what it all comes down to. Um, and then it's just, you know, what type of training, training exercises uh, work for you and what your goals are. Are you still trying to do sports? Are you, you know, trying to be more balanced? That's a big thing we promote to uh, in our training is balance. A lot of people don't do that. And uh, for the, not so much the over 40 crowd, but more of the older over 65 crowd, you know, slips, trips and falls are just a huge, you know, part of, you know, getting injured and recovery, just taking so much longer. So, you know, instilling that while people are younger, you know, balance training just will help you so much more out, out in your life. You, st- you said, uh, you know, let's let's figure out what's going to work for you. Because me doing CrossFit five days a week may not work at all, or it might work perfectly, right? It's got to fit into my life. Yeah. And most importantly, do you enjoy it? Are you staying injury-free? You're doing it safely. If, if, if you're doing all that stuff, then yeah, you keep doing it. It's great. Um, the only My only thing is you know, worrying about overtraining yourself. If you're not giving yourself enough recovery, that's a huge thing. So I kind of focus more on really uh, pushing like mind-body connection while you're doing your workouts and uh, focusing on quality. So really feeling every muscle working while you're doing like a, you know, a squatted press or overhead squat, you know, some of the things they do in CrossFit and just being very mindful of injuries, making sure you're engaging your core instead of just trying to pump out reps. You know, another thing that uh, we promote a lot is uh, time under tension. So doing like a more focused uh, squat of taking five to 10 seconds to, you know, squat down and five to 10 seconds 
coming up and you know once again engaging that core feeling every muscle in that uh, part of the process and when you slow stuff down one it's less risk of injury because you're using less weight because you know you do that method with half the weight you're used to using oh my god you're you're going to be burning um and just you know focusing more on control and uh whatnot and you know that'll that'll over time give you better benefits you know less less uh, injuries and, uh, you know, just better quality. So you can do that with any type of training program you're doing. Yeah. The, the importance of, of, of recovery, uh, do people, is that something that people overlook? Let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, I think for, for like kind of the twenties and thirties, we didn't really need to focus on recovery just because our bodies were designed to take that beating. But yeah, the, over 40, that's that's a big thing that, you know, you got to change that mindset because, you know, destroying your body seven days a week and never recovering, you're never going to get the benefits. One, injuries. Two, your body ha- doesn't have time to recover, assimilate protein, build everything back. Um, and then, you know, you just you take someone like that and kind of slow them down. Um, fo- focus more on recovery, protein, sleep is huge. And then you switch someone's uh, program like that and all of a sudden, you know, they start dropping more weight. They start putting on more lean muscle mass and they don't understand, you know, I'm, I'm working out less. It's because you're getting better quality. You know, the recovery process is so much more important when you're over 40. Um, and, you know, that's a hard, hard to do for someone who's coming back from an athletic type background where, you know, they're used to pumping out seven days a week. So, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a really tricky thing, right? If I have the motivation to be going and working out seven days a week and I, you know, I'm so excited about doing all of it, but realizing that I'm actually hurting my, you know, my, my improvements, whatever those gains might be if, or losses of, of, of weight, uh, yeah. it's, it's almost a paradox. Yeah. And, you know, for someone who does like, you know, they, they have to do it. They love it as part of their program. Then that's okay. Then we start doing different types of splits, you know, maybe focusing on legs one day, chest another day, uh, arms another day, and then kind of repeating. But that way, certain muscle groups will get a a longer break. Um, So you just have to be careful, you know, kind of what you're doing. The role of, 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 of protein. Tell me a little bit more about that. Is that essential no matter what? Yeah. I mean, for, for some people who, who really eat low calories and are not really focused on, you know, the aesthetics of building too much muscle mass, then yeah, they can get away with a kind of a lower protein diet. But, uh, for most of us, yeah, high protein diet is beneficial. Um, it helps raise our BMR, our basal metabolic rate. So what that is, is how much your body's burning any given day, even at rest. So that's the whole name of the the personal training game is, you know, we get our clients to build lean muscle mass um, and that holds off weight better than, you know, doing something like cardio. You know, you got to do a whole ton of cardio throughout the week to get the same benefits of building that lean muscle mass and, you know, let, let your muscle do the work. Um, and then the other part of that is, you know, what, what type of protein are you eating? You know, in our twenties, we could get away with the cheaper stuff like the whey protein concentrate, and still build and you know it's a little harder to break that stuff down but you know eating more whole foods is probably the best but then you know you could dabble into the protein world and we recommend doing more of the isolate or hydro hydrolysate 
where that, you know, the, the process is more fried, refined, the protein's more broken down. So the, it's easier for the body to assimilate. So, you know, if you're going to do all this work and it's harder to keep this muscle on over forties, you know, buy the better stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think that intellectually, a lot of people have heard that, that lean muscle burns more fat. So if one of my goals is burning fat, actually is more beneficial to be weight training than doing a ton of cardio. Why is that? Or how does that work? Yeah. So when I, when I uh, get a new client in, I kind of, my whole spiel is like, I call it the four, four pillars of fitness and it's in order of importance. So the first one is diet. That's, you know, 80% of the game right there, you know, working on someone's nutrition and protein, like we were just talking about. And then two being uh, weight training and then third being cardio. And then people ask why. And it's just what we talked about is you, you get more bang for the buck for building lean muscle mass. One, you're burning calories while you're doing the workouts. But the second part is you having to, uh, your body's responding, you know, with the broken down muscles, building back up that, the uh, process takes energy and you're burning more calories. Then you're, you know, you're taking your protein throughout the day and you're building more muscle that, that takes calories. And then now lo and behold, you have a higher lean muscle mass, you're a higher BMR and uh, you're burning more calories. So you get like three things out of it, uh, doing the weight training with cardio, you know, it's good for your heart and it does burn calories, but it's, it, it takes 40 plus minutes to even get in that zone. And then after you're done, that's it. There's no more benefit to it until you run again. And the, you know, the problem with the runners is, you know, my dad was a long distance runner, uh, his whole life and college and everything. And just, it's just a, it takes a beating on the joints and, you know, lo and behold, he's had two knee surgeries at, at 65. And so it's, you know, a little, little rough on the body too. And then the, <clears throat> the fourth p pillar of fitness is uh, supplementation. So, you know, we always try to promote, you know, eating more whole foods and getting most of your stuff from that. But if you are neglecting some aspect of your, your nutrition, you're not getting enough greens or enough protein, you know, that's where we start dabbling in there. And then, and then there's some, you know, stuff that helps with fat burning if you want to amp it up. So. I love it. That, that, that makes a ton of sense. And it makes sense that as my muscle is recovering and, and, and growing and building and getting larger, that that actually requires more calories so that you're burning those throughout the course of the day. So that, that makes a ton of sense. You mentioned macros kind of at the beginning. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, yeah. So macros, if, if people don't know what those are, that's, it's, you know, getting your nutrients in how many, first of all, of all your calories, how much of it is coming from protein, carbohydrates, fats, um, and like I said, you know, whatever diet people want to go on, their, their macros will change. But the most important part is, you know, you can do one of those calculators online. You know, how many calories should I be doing according to how much exercise and, you know, what your lifestyle is. And then as long as you're under that total amount of calories, you're doing fine. Um, one thing that people, you know, kind of start neglecting and, you know, I didn't really focus on it too much for, you know, until maybe like eight years ago was, you know, looking more at your micros and what those are is, you know, your potassium, your calcium, your magnesium, you know, all your vitamins. And uh, a cool thing I started doing with clients is, you know, you know, I got them on, you know, my fitness pal or whatever diet tracker they're doing and to, to get all their macros just to see, you know, what to do, but also to start checking out your micros, you know, writing down a chart 
you know, looking up, Googling all the different RDAs of potassium, calcium, magnesium, all the things we just listed. And just going on a website, I tell people it's called uh, eatthismuch.com. And what it does is it, it tells you every single food in existence, you know, that whole breakdown, all the micros, all the macros, everything, whether it's in raw form or cooked form, because those numbers change as soon as it's cooked for something. So something like spinach or kale, as soon as you cook it, you know, one big thing that happens is the potassium just skyrockets. And it's so important in our, in our American diets that we're so heavy uh, focused on sodium and not potassium. And it's supposed to be switched the other way. So cool thing is, you know, make a chart, check out all the RDAs and see where you uh, find yourself uh, neglecting. And almost nine times out of 10, it's uh, people are doing pretty good on all of them, except the potassium is super low and their sodium is super high. And what happens is you do, you make that switch and reverse it. Your body starts pulling more water into your cell instead of outside the cells. And thus you start shucking off body weight, uh, water weight. So client will shuck off like three, four pounds of water weight almost immediately in, in a couple of days. And then also with uh, potassium, it helps with your electrical current in your body and your muscles and, you know, muscles being fired. And so that process just get, it gets better and better. Your workouts start getting better. Your muscles look fuller. You know, the body weight is, is off from that water weight. So it's kind of a cool thing and easy to switch. You know, it only takes like less than a week to even see results on that. So it's kind of a fun thing I do with clients to, you know, just give them a little jump start in the, in the weight loss. Nice. I love it. So it certainly is a lot, but it's not unmanageable. Can, can, can anybody be healthy past 40? Oh yeah. You know, the, the biggest thing, you know, and people always say, where should I start if I've never done anything before? is one, you need to you need to find what motivates you and excites you. You know, it could be boxing or running. You know, we talked about overdoing it and running, but, you know, it's, it's okay to have a program where you go out a couple times uh, a week. could be weight training. Um, and then the other thing, too, is, you know, kind of immersing yourself into health and wellness. So the more you're dragged into this health and wellness field, um, the more you'll start, you know, doing more. And, uh, you know, podcasting is a, is a great thing, you know, finding different podcasts of different parts of health and wellness that you're, you're interested in could be nutrition. It could be, you know, the science of it. It could just be, you know, some weight training guru, but the more and more you immerse yourself into it, you get pulled into that world and thus you'll probably stay on track more. Um, and then the other thing is accountability is huge. You know, that's, that's the name of the game. And for personal training, is, is why people, you know, hire us because having, being held accountable is so much more powerful than, you know, trying to do it on your own and be by yourself, you know, and accountability could be an online coach. Um, it could be a, a partner just to work out with, or just someone you watch on YouTube, you know, just, just something to, to hold that accountability, you know, set goals and, and get you on your, you know, on your fitness journey. I love it. So important in every aspect of life to have somebody yep. who is uh, giving you a, a hand up or a kick in the butt when uh, when uh, you need either one. So I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brett, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Yeah. So I think uh, my website, um, over40fitnesshacks.com, and that's four zero instead of spelled out. Um, my Twitter is at, at over40fithacks. 
<clears throat> Hold on a second, George. I got, I'm losing my voice here. Um, and then just uh, over 40 fitness hacks on any podcast player that you're listening to, Spotify, iTunes, or there's many more out there. So, And uh, all my contact information is on all my show notes as well as on my website. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Brad your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to over40fitnesshacks.com with the number four and the number zero. So over40fitnesshacks.com and check out the Over 40 Fitness Hacks podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and make the commitment and just, well, you know what? Just just get started. Get, uh, get interested because... Being healthy and having a great lifestyle is 100% available to you. Just got to take that first step. So thanks again, Brad. Awesome. Thanks so much, George. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.